just enjoy this time of the season, Christmas season. Be, be truthful, because not everybody enjoys Christmas, I, I, and I get that. Uh, it can become very materialistic. It can become just exactly the opposite of what it's supposed to be, which is we know that we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. We celebrate because it's his birth. It's, it's divinity robing itself in humanity so that you and I would have a chance for salvation. That means a second chance, a third chance, a fourth chance. How many are thankful for second chances? Amen. When I look around here and I see your stories, I see redemption. I see second chances. I see third chances and onward. And there's nothing more beautiful than that. And it's all because Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Amen. Amen. You know, one of the things that is so important to parents as uh, we have children, as we have our families, it's picking out names. How many struggle just picking out names for your kids? I mean, I, I know some families that have taken up to a week in picking out a name for their child. Hope, maybe that's you here today. Uh, maybe, maybe you knew right away what that name was going to be. But names are, are deliberate choices. We have meaning behind those names, often they're family names, passed down from generation to generation. Uh, but in the past, you know, names back in biblical times, they represented much uh, people of what they did. For example, the farmer, there was, well, his name was Farmer, you know, John the Farmer, because that's what he did. There were names associated with your trade. There were names associated with, with uh, just something related to a family heritage. Amen. But how many are thankful that Jesus has a name above all other names? Amen. There is a handout that you received. And what I want to do real quickly here is I want each of you just if you want if you want to just shout out one of those names on that handout. The handout that I don't have up here with me, but you do. I want you to just begin shouting one out. So let's let's start from this side over here. My left, your right. And we'll go around this way. So somebody from this side, just shout out a name. King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Healer, Healer. Redeemer, Redeemer. Master, Master. Sacrifice, Lamb of God, Emmanuel, Emmanuel. Savior of the World, Prince of Peace, Healer, Healer. over here on the far right, Son of Man, Man. Lord, Messiah, Lion of Judah, eternal love. We could be here all day. This is only a small list of the names that were given to the Lord Jesus or attributed to him in the Bible. How many know that when you say he's the Lord of Lords or he is my peace, that he truly becomes that to you? He truly becomes that to you only when you're struggling or going through a time of of. of of trouble, of, tem- of temptation, of, of tribulation. God can be your peace, just like he can be the light of the world. Sometimes we get into a, this, this particular time can be a depressing time for many people. People fall into depression. But he can also remind you that he is the light of the world. Yeah. And he can light your world up, fill it with joy. He can become your joy. Yeah. And, and I'm thankful that he is every one of these statements that you just shouted out. He is that and so much more. If you'll just stand with me real quick, we're going to read Matthew chapter 1 and verses 19 through 23. 
So if you stand with me for the reading of the word, it says this in the book of Matthew, chapter 1. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Let's bow our heads. Father, we thank you for your word. Now, now I pray, give us ears to hear your word, to understand it. May it be anointed to our hearing, that we would rejoice truly at what the meaning of that wonderful name is. And we thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You may be seated. I've titled this, And He Shall Be Called. Everybody say, And He Shall Be Called. And, he shall be called. and if you don't know what He Shall Be Called, Take a look at your list. That's what he shall be called. But I'm really going to focus on the verse that we just discovered there. Verse 23 where it says, And they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. Let me repeat that to you. Almighty God, the creator of heaven and earth, the, ones that put, the one that put the stars into motion, the one that put the solar system, our solar system, into motion, that same God now, resides with you God with us if that doesn't do something to your understanding um, I need to pray with you and we need to have an altar call here because to understand that almighty God the creator of this universe now resides with you walks with you talks with you it, it should just blow your mind away it really should and here in this passage what we discover is see Joseph finds out that Mary, who he was engaged to at this time, is pregnant. Okay, back in those days, there was a punishment called stoning. And it wasn't the kind of stoning I was involved in as a young person. This was a whole different kind of stoning. This stoning meant death. It meant death. But because the Bible says he was a, a true man looking out for God's heart, he decided, the Bible says, not to make an example of her. Because in biblical times, the law said that he could bring her to the courts and make a public example of her, and they would stone her for that offense. But thankfully, everybody say thankfully, thankfully. an angel appeared unto Joseph. The angel Gabriel, we find out later, appeared unto Joseph and told him, hey, Wait a minute, time out there. I know what you may be thinking, because you got a picture of Joseph here thinking, well, I've never had relations with this woman. I don't know what's going on. All I know is she's got a baby bump now, and I don't know anything about it. And so here he is, um, you know, just wondering what's going on. And finally, an angel appeared to him in a dream. How many are thankful that God can speak to us even today? Yes. You don't have to be Joseph. You don't have to be Moses. You don't have to be Noah or any of these great prophets in the Old Testament or, or David. 
I mean, we think of these great heroes of the faith, Abraham. You don't have to be any of those great people. God can speak to you today. God can speak to each of us today. And he did to Joseph on this day. He wanted to do the right thing with Mary. So the Bible says he took her as a, as a wife and he didn't have relations with her until after the baby was born is what the Bible says. This wasn't any child. Joseph knew that this was the son of the living God and he would have a great responsibility in raising this child up. What an awesome responsibility. When, when the angel is telling him, you are going to bring forth a son and you shall call him his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Can you imagine? Joseph is just going, man, I don't want to mess this up. I, I, whatever I do, I, I, I don't know how to handle this. And I certainly don't want to mess it up. He'd never been a father before, as far as we know. The Bible doesn't say he was a dad. This was his first child. And all of a sudden, he's now the savior of the world, going to save humanity from their sins. He's going, Lord, I need your strength. I need your wisdom. I do not want to mess this up. Can you imagine the pressure he must have felt? Both him and Mary. Both him and Mary. So we discover that the angel Gabriel had to tell him the truth because he would be raising the Son of God. Everybody say this wonderful name with me. Emmanuel. Emmanuel, God with us. The next time you start to get a little depressed because life is not going your way at that particular moment, remember this, Emmanuel, God is with me. God is with me. God hears me. God feels me. He knows what I'm struggling with. He knows what I'm going through this week. God is with me. Emmanuel. Remember that name. And it's not something that we should just bring up in December when we celebrate the birth of Jesus. This is something we ought to remember throughout the year. Emmanuel lives with us. Amen. And he desires to just commune with you, have fellowship with you, love on you. Amen. Let's look real quick. Number one, the meaning of the name. Again, verse 23 said, Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. God, everybody say that with me. God with us. And, and I truly don't believe that we have a, a real understanding of what that means. To say God with us. It's not like saying my wife Anna is with me. It's not like saying my daughters Elizabeth, Bianca, Raquel are with me. Or my mom and dad is with me. This is the creator of heaven is with me. This is far and above and beyond any relationship I have here on this earth. We can't compare it. Think about that next time you're by yourself and, and you're starting to feel sorry for yourself because your neighbor over there got that brand new Lexus that you wanted for Christmas when you see that appear in his driveway or when you hear of your family member that just bought a brand new house, upgraded, and you're still stuck renting a little two-bedroom apartment. Remember, God is with you. Amen. God is with you. Don't miss this right here. For the very first time in humanity, in, in, the, in the lifetime of human beings, God would be with us. See, in the, in the Old Testament, there was a special anointing. There was a special time where God came upon Elijah. 
God came upon Elisha afterwards. God came upon Moses and all these great uh, prophets that we hear about as well, Isaiah, Jeremiah. He came upon them. But here in the New Testament with the birth of Jesus, God Almighty was now with us 24-7, 365. It didn't matter where you went. The Bible says you cannot hide from God. You know that? You cannot hide from him. Not only does he see see us, but he's with us. Here's the other thing I want you to think about. He's with us when we're struggling, when we're hurting. And you may ask yourselves, why isn't he helping me right now? He's there and he feels the pain that you have right now. He feels it. He experiences that same pain. And that's why when you come to him, he knows what you're feeling already. He wants to say to you, child, daughter, son, I know what you're feeling. I want you to just reach out to me and I will, the minute you take one step toward me, I will run to you. But he is a perfect gentleman. This is what I've learned in my lifetime, that God is a perfect gentleman. He will let you make your choices. He will let you live your life how you want to live your life. He will never force you to go to church, become a a Christian believer, uh, or, or do any of these things. He wants you to do it of your own free will. Amen? Because God doesn't create robots. He creates believers, people of faith. Amen. Amen. So here, for the very first time in history, God would be with us. Before this supernatural event, God had always been somewhere else. He he was there. He, He brought his presence for a short period of time. But now he was there forever and ever with you and I. For the very first time. We would have the creator and designer of this universe living inside of us. That to me right there, I just, I don't really have a true sense and appreciation for what that means. Because I don't, I don't understand his greatness still. And I don't believe any of us can ever obtain or understand his greatness, how great God is. I mean, when was the last time you or I put together a world and just threw it out there and said, hey, Venus, Mercury, Mars, here, there you go right there. Jupiter, Saturn. You and I don't do those things, but Almighty God does that. And now He lives in you and I. I mean, that's, that's the greatest knowledge in the world to know that the great King of Kings is living inside of you and I. So again, what is the meaning of His name? It's that He's now with us. It's Emmanuel, now with us. And the application of the name, the application, Jesus' name would not actually be Emmanuel. Did you catch that? In those scriptures, they were going to call him Emmanuel based on what they saw. You know, I call my brother-in-law that guitar player, that Raider fan, that guy, that man, that vato. That's not his name, though. I call him those things just like they called, they called Jesus Emmanuel, God with us, because of what they saw. The miracles, the signs, and the wonders caused the people around them to say, there goes Emmanuel, God with us. That wasn't his given name. The Bible says Joseph gave him the name Jesus, Jesus, but he was called Emmanuel, Emmanuel, the application of that name. So when people saw what Jesus did and heard, they concluded correctly that he must be God. And the Bible goes on to tell and confirm that Jesus Christ is God, the Son of God, 
And I won't get into John chapter 1 where it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. Uh, I won't get into all that because we know that He is God Almighty. Jesus came and was known as Emmanuel, God with us. When, when the people saw Him, they all said, There goes Emmanuel. There goes Emmanuel. Emmanuel is not what they named him. It's what they said about him. That is the application of of the name. That is how it was applied. Because it, it defined him. See, the question for you and I today is, is this. What do you say about Jesus? What do you say? Those people back then said, there goes God Almighty. There goes Emmanuel. The question he's going to ask you now, and eventually when we get to the throne, where every knee shall bow, every tongue confess, but he's going to ask you, what do you say about Jesus? What do you say about Jesus? Who is he to you? It's the most important question you'll ever answer in your life. It's more important than naming your children. It's more important than your birthday. It's more important... Then your anniversary, more important than your kids, your marriage, your house, your bills, your, your home. It's the most important question you will ever answer. What do you think about Jesus? Who is he? Amen? Amen. That is the most important question ever. There's a lot riding on your answer. In fact, it's an eternal question that will impact your eternity. And then the third one, the final point, real quick, and I'll, I'm going to be finished here. The miracle of the name. The, the Bible says this, The virgin shall be with child and bear a son. The virgin shall be with child. That right there is a miracle. The immaculate conception is what is known as the miracle. Mary, having not known a man, been a virgin, all of a sudden now pregnant with a baby. That was a miracle. What is a miracle? It's any time God intervenes with his power. There's this word in the New Testament. In the Greek, it's called dunamis. And it's found that anytime God creates a miracle, dunamis, it means power. That's where we get our English word dynamite from. So God's power is in the midst of miracles. And anytime there was a miracle, God's power was there. If you and I made it happen, it's not a miracle, okay? Get that right now. If you and I caused it to happen, it's not a miracle. But it's when you and I can't fix it and somebody has to step in and intervene because this is going to happen. You're going to lose your job. You're going to lose your marriage. You're going to lose that relationship with somebody in your family. And you need a miracle. That is when you can truly look back and say, that was a miracle. How many know what I'm talking about this afternoon? Yes. God is in the miracle making business. He's a way maker. Amen. Amen. We play that song here and, and we love that song because of what it means. There's a miracle in that name. The name above all names, the Bible says. Amen. So a true miracle is something that requires that dunamis, the power of the Holy Spirit, the power of Almighty God, the creative power of God. And only God possesses that power. But here's the Here's the interesting thing. He uses people like you and I to pray for other people so that those miracles happen. When we go to Mexico every year on our missions trip, and we just concluded one here recently, there's always miracles we see right in front of us as we're praying, as we're laying hands on people. Miracles are happening. Not because 
God used, you know, Brother Martin or myself or anybody else. We're no special people. Just God uses you and I to touch other people and miracles begin to happen. Amen. So again, the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary and she became pregnant. That was the true miracle right there. That was a miracle. You got to remember, and I, and I didn't go into this, I think I touched on it last week, but Mary was just a young teenager. The Bible doesn't really give her age, but we have to assume because marriages were 13, 14 years of age, 14, 15 years, that was very common. She was a young teenager at this time. And so she realized that this is a miracle. I have known no man. All of a sudden I got a baby bump. And uh, Joseph, really, that's the honest, goodness, truth. And thank goodness for the angel Gabriel. Amen. Here's what I know, though, that when God's power is displayed, amazing things happen. Amazing things happen that defy any rational explanation. How many have seen things happen in your life? Or in the lives of other people. Raise your hand if you've seen miracles happen all around you. Amen? Amen. Jesus is truly the reason for the season. Let's say that right now. Jesus is the reason for the season. Amen. Jesus is what Christmas is all about. I talked to you last week about you don't belong to the, you belong to the house of the Lord, house of Jesus, not the house of Macy's or the house of Walmart or the house of Costco or the house, whatever store you're shopping in. This weekend, and this is your last shopping weekend, so you better get it in. I wear an XL, that's all I'm going to say. I'm just kidding. His whole life, including his birth, was shrouded in the miraculous. Jesus' life was a miracle from inception onward. He was born a miracle, and he performed miracles, from healing blind eyes to healing the paralyzed. Those that came to him and had faith, he healed them. He caused people to question the rich man. For example, he told them, well, you have to go and sell all your things and come and follow me. And for some people, that task was too much. Now, thankfully, God doesn't ask all of us to do that. He asked that man, uh, you know, he's going to ask you where it hurts right here. He's going to ask you, are you willing to do whatever it takes to follow me? Really is the question he's going to ask you. Are you willing to follow me and put aside everything? So his whole life was a miracle. Jesus was a walking and talking miracle. If you don't believe me, read the four accounts. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The four eyewitnesses. Four eyewitnesses to his life. Four of his apostles, disciples, put together those books. First-hand accounts of every single miracle that they saw. But those books, the Bible says, could not contain the miracles that Jesus did. Amen? The miracle of that name is that the miraculous power of God is what allows us to become a born-again person. The miracle of that name. Jesus, God with us. Emmanuel, God with us. And I'm so thankful that when I was in my late 20s, mid-20s, I recognized that for the very first time in my life. And I said goodbye to the old Rick. And I said, Lord, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. All I... All I'm doing is wasting my days. And, and you've heard the story here many times. And then that knock came on my door. And my Uncle Jimmy came and spoke to me. And from that day on, I did a 180 degree. And I walked in a new life. And God's blessing has been poured out. Amen, Brother Gregory? 
Amen. God's blessing has been poured out because I chose him. I chose to do something different because I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And and here's what I, I know. Jesus came to this world to give you and I a second chance at life. But it's not going to happen until you're sick and tired of being sick and tired. See, there's a lot of us that like to live in that environment. Like, I'll put it this way. Some of us like to, to live with where the pigs live. You know, that's where I was, okay? I was in the miry clay with the pigs. And I got sick and tired of living like that. That's why Jesus came for you and I to have life and life abundantly. Amen? Amen. He came to give you life abundantly. He didn't want to see you living a life of pain. Of sorrow by yourself. All the things that all of us at one time or another have felt. He hears that pain. He sees that pain. And he came to give you your miracle. Amen. Amen. Would you bow your heads with me this afternoon? Lord, I thank you for sending your son to this world. Lord, the Bible tells us that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was, was with God. And Lord, I thank you for that. It goes on to say that, that he dwelt in flesh, Lord, and, and uh, he dwelt among us. And Lord, that was you, clearly you. Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you that, God, that you sent your Son. And Father, because of that, I'm thankful that you revealed yourself to me one day. And you revealed yourself to many here in this place. But I'm asking today, today as we celebrate Christmas, the birth of Jesus, as we celebrate it today, a a time of new beginnings, of new birth. I'm asking you, church today, if there's anybody here today with your heads bowed, your eyes closed, if there's anybody here today that has not received Christ into their heart, meaning that You've not said, Lord, I need you and I want you in my life. And I want you to forgive me of my past and give me a chance for a, for a future. If that's you, if you've never done that, raise your hand because I want to pray with you. Raise your hand today, right now, because what I can promise you is that God will grant you a new beginning right now. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Father. And for those of you here with your heads bowed still and eyes closed, and you're saying, Lord, I hear, I hear what you did. You, you came to give me that second chance and third chance, and I just want to recommit that my life to you. This would be a beautiful time to do it. If you're at a place where you know you need to recommit your life back to Christ, you once loved him, and he was your all, And it slowly eroded over time. It slowly eroded. And that feeling, that relationship that you used to have is not quite the same. And you desire nobody else but Him. If you desire nothing else but Him, right now is the time for you to reconnect your life with Him. If that's you, just raise your hand so I can pray with you. I see hands. Yes, Lord. You can put those hands down. Father in heaven, we love you this afternoon and we thank you for all that you've done. 
I know you're not done with us. You're still shaping us and molding us into that person you want us to be. But we're going to say a prayer right now collectively as a church. And I pray, Lord, as we say this prayer together, that every person that raised their hand, that they would mean that prayer with all of their heart. And that truly that they would seek you in this coming year like never before. So let's pray this prayer and repeat it after me as you hear this prayer. Just mean it with your heart. Heavenly Father, I come before you right now. I know you came to this world to die for me. Even if there was just one person left here on this earth. And if I was that person, you still would have gone to the cross for me. Lord, I thank you for being a sacrifice for me. For paying for my sins, my wrongdoings, my debt. I receive you today. I receive salvation. I receive the name of Jesus. Emmanuel. God with us. Today. And I pray that this next year would be the strongest year that I've had spiritually. In Jesus' name, amen.